boys and girls, and welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut, and today we're going to talk about Mount Sinai. So grab your Bible and a friend and come on and join us. It was an exciting day for Mr. G and the children. They had all spent the night tent camping at Yosemite National Park in California. Everyone was dressed and ready at five in the morning. But what were they ready for? They were about to embark on a 17-mile hike to the top of Half Dome, a huge granite and plutonic rock which has an elevation of 8,842 feet. Wolfie, can you double check to make sure that we have all our supplies? We have everything. I packed 24 quarts of water, water purifier pills, high energy food, snacks, six pairs of gloves, six pairs of socks, moleskin, toilet paper, first aid kit, nail clipper, pocket knife, six bandanas, sunscreen, bug repellent, six hats, six knee ankle braces, flashlights, batteries, camera, money, walking sticks, map, emergency blankets, and ponchos. Good work, Wolfgang. Thanks, Wolfie. Okay, everyone, listen up. Each of you is responsible for carrying your own backpack and water. Mr. G prayed with everyone before they began their hike. It was still very dark outside, and only a few people were in sight. Mr. G led the group to the misty trail, which they took all the way to the Vernal Falls. The Vernal Waterfall was flowing with great force. The whole group was soaked from head to toe from the mist of the falls. Rudy pointed out a beautiful rainbow, and Lizzie took her camera and took photographs. Excuse me, sir. Will you take a picture of us, please? Sure, no problem. Thank you. You are welcome. Where are you from? Saudi Arabia. Oh, really? What part? I live very close to the real Mount Sinai. That is fascinating. I'm very familiar with Mount Sinai because I study the Holy Bible. I also study the scriptures. Wow, how exciting. Would you mind joining us as we hike to the top of Half Dome? No, I don't mind at all. Perhaps we can talk about Mount Sinai as we take our journey. Mr. G, the children, and the man from Saudi Arabia continued their journey to the top of Half Dome. They stopped after they passed Nevada Falls because everyone was very hungry and wet. The entire group basked in the hot sun. Lizzie and Wolfie forgot to put sunscreen on, so their faces were bright red. Mr. G made sure that they put on some zinc oxide before they continued their march to the top. This was the final trail to the face of Half Dome. Mr. G and the Saudi Arabian man 
began to discuss what they knew about Mount Sinai while the children listened. I knew that the real Mount Sinai is in Arabia because of Galatians 4.25. The Bible says, for this agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. Did you know that the top of Mount Sinai is black as it had been scorched with fire? Yes, I've heard that before. Exodus 19.18 says, and Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace and the whole mount quaked greatly. The top of Mount Sinai is black because the great and dreadful God of the universe descended upon it in fire. And we know that God spoke with Moses on the top of the mount. And this is the part that is black as though it had been burnt with fire. I agree. Exodus 19.20 says, And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai, on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. All of the hikers finally made it to the base of the face of Half Dome. Mr. G and the man from Arabia were still talking about Mount Sinai. All of the children were listening intently. Since the children were too weary to climb the face of Half Dome, Mr. G and the man from Arabia thought it would be best if they rested first before the final ascent. All ate again and quenched their thirst with water. The children were very eager to join in on the discussion with the man from Arabia and Mr. G. Sir, didn't God give Moses the law on two tables of stone on Mount Sinai? That's right, boy. Exodus 31.18 says, And he gave unto Moses, when he made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of God. I might add that the law of God was written on both sides of the stones. The Bible says in Exodus 32.15-16, And Moses turned and went down from the mount, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides. On the one side and on the other were they written. And the tables were the work of God. And the writing was the writing of God graven upon the tables. Didn't Moses break the two tables of testimony beneath Mount Sinai? Yes. Exodus 32:19 says, And it came to pass... As soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. I have heard that Moses was given another set of two tables of testimony. Is that true? Definitely. Exodus 34, 1 through 2 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first. And I will write upon these tables the words that were in the first tables, which thou breakest. Verse 4 says, And he hewed two tables of stone, like unto the first. And Moses rose up early in the morning, and went up unto Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, and took in his hand the two tables of stone. And we know that the Ten Commandments were written on the tables of stone. Verse 28 says, and he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. 
Where are the Ten Commandments located in the Bible? We can read about the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. Grandpa, would you mind reading them for us? Sure, Rudy. The Bible says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. After Mr. G read Exodus 21-17, everybody rose up and put on their gloves. They formed a single file line and began the ascent towards the very top of Half Dome. Every couple of feet the climbers would rest their feet on wooden steps which were attached to the granite rock. The hikers held onto the cables as they ascended. They had two cables on the left and two cables on the right, one on the top and one on the bottom. Everybody gripped the poles that were on their right and on their left. The metal poles were embedded in the rock, and the cables went through the top of the poles. The face of Half Dome steepened as the group ascended higher and higher, until they were practically hugging the face of the rock for fear of falling over 8,000 feet. The Arabian man was the last in line. Mr. G and all the children made it to the peak. 
No one was climbing the face except the Arabian man, who was three quarters of the way to the top. He then took another step and reached with his right hand to grab the metal pole, which was in the face of the rock. Tragically, the loose pole came out of the rock, and the Arabian man fell backwards with the pole in his hand. By God's sheer mercy, his left foot caught hold of the cable on the left side that was on the ground. He was dangling upside down, ready to fall over 8,000 feet to his death. He was absolutely helpless. Mr. G was beginning to wonder what was happening to the Arabian man. He began to worry and fear that something might have happened. He told the children to wait there with Peanut, and he hastily descended down the face of the rock, face first. Terror struck him as he saw the Arabian man helplessly dangling against the rock, being held only by his foot. Mr. G and a few other experienced climbers, who had just happened to come on the scene, rushed to rescue the dangling man. Both men and the children then climbed the rest of the way to the top of Half Dome. Oh, God is so merciful to me that he spared my life. I can't help but think about what has happened today and about our conversation concerning Mount Sinai. The law was given on Mount Sinai. I understand the Ten Commandments to be a summary of the law of God. I know that the whole Bible is the law of God. Now I also realize that none of us can keep the law in order to obtain salvation. If we were able to keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, we would still be guilty before God. The punishment the law decrees for sin is eternal damnation. Therefore, we need a savior to wash away our sins. I know that the Lord Jesus Christ has washed away my sins by suffering hell for me. So now I am free from the curse and damnation that the law brings. When God saved me, he took away all of my sins. He freed me from the curse of the law. He gave me a new heart and a new spirit that wants to obey him. And he now lives in me and he causes me to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now think about this. I was helplessly dangling, just like I was completely helpless until God saved me. We hope you enjoyed our program today. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible in Outreach of Bible Ministries International and care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Today's program is titled, The Rescue of the Arabian Man. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!